This episode is brought to you by Paladin, the premier technology provider for multi-channel networks and digital media companies, including Maker Studios, Awesomeness TV, Studio 71, and more. The Paladin platform streamlines processes, increases efficiency, and grows revenue for media companies that represent more than 200,000 content creators and a collective 15 billion monthly views. Visit paladinsoftware.com to learn more or request a product demo. You're listening to All Things Video. I'm your host, James Creech, and this episode is the second in a four-part series about the history of multi-channel networks. If you missed the first part, I recommend you go back and listen to the episode about the precursors to MCNs. Today, we're talking about the first major wave of multi-channel networks, what I call MCN 1.0, the land grab phase. This period began in 2009, around the time of Google's first $100 million original content initiative. The program hoped to bring traditional entertainment talent onto YouTube with the goal of migrating their audiences to digital video. But it failed to deliver the intended result. After all, how do you convince a busy, high-paid celebrity to invest time and resources into a new online platform that pays significantly less than film, television, or even commercial work? Instead, homegrown creators producing user-generated content, or UGC, found success on YouTube. They recognized the new platform's capabilities, created new formats, and engaged audiences in a two-way dialogue unlike the one-way broadcast mediums of the past. As these UGC creators began racking up massive views and subscribers, multi-channel networks popped up to represent them and competed fiercely to sign new talent. That's why this period is often referred to as the land grab phase, among industry insiders and onlookers alike. Growth was the primary aim, as networks fought to raise venture capital and hire employees. They certainly grew quickly, with many of the earliest networks signing tens of thousands of YouTube channels. As a result of this rapid scale, They, in some cases, struggled to service so many partners and monetize content beyond YouTube ad revenues. Let's take a look at the prominent players from the MCN 1.0 phase, starting with, perhaps the first of them all, Machinima. In January 2000, Hugh Hancock launched Machinima.com as an online community for video creators who use computer and video games as a medium. The site's name was a portmanteau of machine and cinema. Brothers Alan and Philip Debevois acquired the site in 2008 and raised money to launch a YouTube network focused on gamer lifestyle and entertainment programming. In May 2012, Google invested $35 million in a machinima, the first time Google has openly backed a content company by taking an equity stake. In March 2014, Warner Brothers led an $18 million round of funding for the company. Around the same time, Alan Debevois stepped down as CEO and became chairman, with former Ovation COO Chad Gutstein taking his place. In February 2015, the company raised an additional $42 million led by Warner Brothers. Another big network at the time was Maker Studios, which began in 2009 as a collective of online video creators. The co-founding team included Danny Zappin, who served as the original CEO, Lisa Donovan, Scott Katz, Kasim G, Shay Carl, Ben Donovan, and Philip DeFranco. The network grew rapidly, attracting tens of thousands of content creators from all verticals, and in December 2010, it raised $1.5 million from Upfront Ventures, Greycroft Partners, and eVentures. In October 2012, Maker Studios surpassed Machinima as the number one YouTube network in terms of monthly views. And in December of that year, Maker announced a $36 million financing round led by Time Warner Investments. 
In April 2013, CEO Danny Zappin resigned and was replaced by former Endemol chairman and CEO Enon Kreis. Zappin sued Maker partners and investors, alleging there was a conspiracy to oust him from the board, a suit he ultimately lost. In March 2014, Maker Studios was acquired by the Walt Disney Company for $500 million in cash with a $450 million earnout opportunity. Maker wasn't able to meet all of the financial milestones associated with its earnout, but the ultimate acquisition price of $675 million was still exceptional for the young company. Fullscreen was founded in January 2011 by former YouTube employee George Trompolis. George then convinced Ezra Cooperstein, who was involved in the early days of Maker Studios, to come over as Fullscreen's COO. From the outset, Fullscreen aimed to build a large-scale global network of creators. They touted themselves as the tech-enabled MCN, launching a creator dashboard and an influencer marketing platform called Gorilla to connect brands with Fullscreen talent. Fullscreen also launched a commercial business called Channel Plus to help brands and traditional media companies distribute content and grow audiences on YouTube. Fullscreen was an early entrant in Brazil and other international markets, in some cases opening offices, and in other cases forging partnerships with local players like QQ in India and the Canadian Broadcasting Company, or CBC. Peter Chernin was a strategic partner and advisor since Fullscreen's inception, and the Chernin Group formally invested, along with Comcast and WPP, in May 2011. Otter Media, a joint venture between Chernin and AT&T, ultimately purchased a majority stake in Fullscreen for a reported $200 to $300 million in September 2014. And since then, Fullscreen has been focused on the OTT part of the Otter Media name, launching a short-form subscription video service catering to millennials. Other notable parts of the Fullscreen and Otter Media empire include animation SVOD service Crunchyroll, digital production company Rooster Teeth, and next-generation studio Gunpowder and Sky. Let's shift gears and talk about Awesomeness TV, which was founded in June 2012 by Brian Robbins and Joe Davola, both film and TV directors and producers. The Awesomeness TV YouTube channel launched as part of that YouTube original programming initiative we mentioned earlier, and it quickly became one of YouTube's top performers. Brett Boutier joined as Chief Operating Officer in November 2012, and the Awesomeness TV MCN launched soon thereafter, reaching 90,000 channels at its peak. One year later, Awesomeness TV was acquired by DreamWorks Animation for $33 million. Awesomeness then made an acquisition of its own, purchasing talent management company Big Frame, led by Sarah Penna and Steve Raymond, in April 2014 for $15 million. Awesomeness TV focused on teen and preteen content, mostly for young females, and quickly built a global brand. They were one of the first MCNs to also expand into multiple traditional businesses, launching a consumer products division, record label, and publishing imprint. In December 2014, DreamWorks Animation sold a 25% stake in Awesomeness TV to the Hearst Corporation for over $81 million. And in April 2016, Verizon acquired a 24.5% position in Awesomeness for $159 million, at an ultimate valuation close to $650 million. In yet another string of M&A activity to impact the four-year-old media business, Awesomeness TV's parent company DreamWorks Animation was acquired by NBC Universal, a division of the Comcast Corporation, for approximately $3.8 billion later that same month. Style Hall is a multi-channel network that focuses on fashion and beauty content, created by Stephanie Horbacheski in 2011 with Alan and Aaron Debevoise the team behind Machinima. 
The network ultimately grew to 6,000 creators responsible for more than 2 billion monthly views. In November 2014, Style Hall was acquired by RTL Group, Europe's largest broadcast network, at a deal valued just over $150 million. Now, obviously, these are just a few of the major MCNs that launched during the period. There are many others, including Toronto-based Broadband TV, which ultimately achieved huge scale, the UK-based Reitster, which acquired Base 79 and Viral Spiral and has since rebranded as Brave Bison, and LA-based Collective Digital Studios, which grew out of the talent representation group The Collective and was ultimately acquired by German broadcaster ProSieben and renamed Studio 71. To recap, MCN 1.0, the land grab phase, lasted from approximately 2009 to 2012. Many of the early MCNs began as YouTube-funded channels, taking advantage of Google's first $100 million original content initiative. The major networks from this period were Machinima, Maker Studios, Fullscreen, Awesomeness TV, Style Hall, Broadband TV, Wrightster, and Collective Digital Studios. As UGC creators built massive audiences and the number of channels exploded on YouTube, MCNs competed fiercely to sign new talent. The hallmarks of MCNs during this period were large scale and reach, with a heavy emphasis on vanity metrics like total channels, monthly views, and subscribers. And during this time, MCNs monetized primarily through YouTube ad revenue, along with brand deals and some original productions. In our next episode, we'll cover MCN 2.0, a phase marked by international expansion and verticalization. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you found this episode useful. If so, please leave us a review on iTunes, check out our page on Facebook and LinkedIn, and send us your questions to allthingsvideopodcast at gmail.com. We appreciate you listening. We'll see you next time. Thank you.